What do a dentist and a gynecologist have in common? Beyond Our Lips, a podcast where best friends and practicing doctor moms use their gift of gab and professional passions to entertain, educate, and inspire. It's really going to be great. It's probably my worst nightmare. It's the bad news. Oh, I was going to say, um, this is Dr. Jenny. This is Dr. Laura. Um, today I want to talk about what is worse, going to the dentist or going to the gynecologist. The age-old question. In however many years we've been doing this, we've somehow had this equivalency in our patients' minds, probably because I do see a lot of women, and of course you see primarily women, and I guess the dentist and the gynecologist both kind of invade your space a little bit. Definitely invasive. Yes. Invasive. Invasive situations of some closer than comfortable contact, you know, like I normally am not like, you know, a couple inches away from people's faces. I mean, unless you had a social problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think a lot of dentists develop. Like, I think a lot of dentists do become close talkers because we're used to being in people's space. So then we feel like, hey, it's a social situation. Let me get all up in it like I, I do know. every day. Well, I feel like the dentist, like just the, the genre of the dentist is like the only thing that people could possibly dread more than exactly. coming to see me. And so that's why you come up a lot in my... My exams. I also think, you know, we once talked about a place, was it on your honeymoon that you saw the dentist office right by the gynecologic office? <gasps> yes, when I sent you the picture. And it was like, yes, come true. <laughs> um, I mean, could you imagine going, like, from the dentist to the gynecologist, like, back-to-back doors? I gotta say, have had several patients who have done just that. They're like, when I leave here, I'm going straight to the gynecologist for my yearly checkup because I just knock out all the I terrible things at once. I think of anything worse than a day. <laughs> and that's what they say. Oh my and then God. that naturally leads us to the conversation of, yeah. well, which one which do you think worse? is worse? Yeah. And, you know, I feel the gynecologist is worse because there's so mm. many things you have to worry about. Like, you know... Did you dress for the gynecologist today? And how cold is it in the room? I might add, you did go to the gynecologist today. I did go to the gynecologist today. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great time to discuss this. Yes. How did you feel? You know, it was a dilemma for me because I only have so much time on a Friday. And I needed to get my workout in. And I was a little concerned about working out and then going to to see my gynecologist. Yeah, we don't care. Really? Yeah. Our noses have been conditioned to not smell anything but beets. Just the way <laughs> my beets smell pretty good, I so gotta then, say. And it was fine. So then I was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel so much better because I was really considering skipping my workout. And then my husband said, just take your sweaty self on in there. And so. don't even worry about it. I'm and so on now I'm, I'm getting confirmation from you. And as I sat and thought about it, I thought, well, hey, it's just like somebody eating a garlic-filled lunch or Indian mm-hmm. food right mm-hmm. before they come to get their teeth cleaned, mm-hmm. which I might add people do frequently. And you, for a moment, think, oh, you had some onions for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> then you go on, right? Okay, so why do you think the gynecologist is worse than the dentist? First of all, it's extremely unnatural to be making conversation and small talk while someone's touching your private parts. <laughs> <laughs> I 
prefer us not speak to you? Um, you know, that's a great question. That seems awkward as well. <laughs> that seems like that might be worse. Odd silence. Do you kind of do the play-by-play when I'm down low? Oh, like, okay. You know, feeling your lymphs, yeah. looking at the skin for discoloration. I do the play-by-play down there. That makes people feel good. I actually try to do that in the mouth, too. I'm like, gums look good. Oral cancer screening, looking good. Yeah. Instead of just the whole zip, 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 and I'm done, and you're like going, well, I feel violated. I get that. So why do you think the dentist might be worse going to the gynecologist? I think this does make a difference whether you perceivably feel like you have good teeth or not. So, if you've had dental work in the past, which is me, then you're always waiting on the next, like, shoe to drop. Like, what is she going to see in there that's going to cause me pain and discomfort? And you go in, you feel paranoid about your breath or your teeth. I literally will use my fingers to scrape off what I feel like might be a plaque-like substance on my teeth after I brush my teeth already because it's paranoia. And then you flip me upside down. True. So the blood's rushing to your head when people are, like, looking in there. And then all I can think about is how, ooh, ooh, how sometimes they floss you so hard. And then they tell you, they tell you that you don't floss your teeth because they are drawing blood from you. But in reality, they're just drawing blood from you. Because they're flossing too hard. Because they're flossing someone's teeth that are not their own. So they are just like jabbing these tiny half millimeter sized like shards at your gums. And that hurts sometimes. Or you have receding gums and that Mm. hurts sometimes. I can't, I mean, there's just all all these things that are conjuring up in my mind. Yeah, and then there's a thought of drills and weird sounds. And you hear them coming from the other room, and you, like, want to, like, rescue that person. And I'm a gynecologist, so despite really adequate birth control, always they're like, are you pregnant when they're putting on the lead mask? And then you're like, I hope I'm not. And then you're worried that you're radiating an unknown fetus. And so it is a lot of, like, it is... Literally a lot going on in this that's, noggin when I'm in there. It's scary. It's a lot of fear and anxiety. Yes. Oh, yeah. I totally get it. I mean, if I if every time I went into the gynecologist, I knew she was yep. gonna find like some cavity within the cavity, right? That would be a problem. <laughs> and if I thought yep. a drill was gonna be coming yep. next, like definitely get it. I think that's a very that's a very legitimate concern. And see, my thought process in my job, because I'm a gynecologist and I deal with women in other regions all the time, it's just like a good reason for you to come in and have a little girl chat. Like, if you haven't chatted with your gal pal in a while, that's mm-hmm. what your gynecologist can be. Right. If you really wanted heavy drapery on top, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. You know, our sheets are real heavy. They're mm-hmm. almost lead-weighted. It's like one of those, what are those blankets we're getting at Christmas? Yeah. I mean, you know it's more it's like. It's cozy. It is very cozy. Um, and then you can have coffee and snacks, almost like you're at a fancy dinner party. You just, like, okay. take your whole half a day off to go and have coffee, snacks, wait at least an hour, and then <laughs> and then disrobe and get checked out to make sure you're totally healthy. Good. Get a bunch of hygiene chip. Yeah. Chips. Tips. Yeah, tips. There you go. Or chips. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, what's not to like about that? Right. Or screening. You You're know what? Right. It's a breast exams. 
Um, I have to close my eyes. You know how when you like lose a sense, you know, people oh. who don't like hear or see very well, they, their, their senses are enhanced. Yeah. So when I do my breast exams and my patients probably think I look rather strange, but I take a quick visual because I want to make sure there's no skin problem. Okay. And then I close my eyes to do the really thorough check feel. because I feel like I can zone in on things easier that way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're talking while you're doing this. Oh, yeah, it's a real <laughs> treat for them. <laughs> Closed eyed. I'm not going to use that word again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breast chatty, exam. Breast exam. That's the way it goes. I mean, Sign all pleasant. you up. I know. I might get you on my phone. You know, maybe yep. I should start closing my eyes when I do my work. You might want to close your eyes while you're getting your breast exam. <laughs> that is definite. <laughs> that is definitely happening. She's screaming. At least, I hope that your hands and your speculums are warm. Uh, most of the time. Yeah. I feel like you're a cold-natured person, so I feel like your hands might be a little cold at times. You have <laughs> lost your marbles. <laughs> Specs are warm, just like my heart. Oh, that should be your motto. Specs are as warm as my heart. Make a billboard. I mean, one thing that I think we're really good at is that unilateral conversation. You know, like we talk to you. We know you can't answer. Oh, that's sad. I know, but we just ask the questions anyway. And heck, <laughs> half the time we'll answer them like, "You really love this, don't you?" Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> Just a one-sided conversation. It's a one-sided conversation. I don't conversation. know if our listeners really appreciate how much talking your gynecologist and dentist do. They think it's their sadness. Right. That they have to go and have small chat. Yes. And they didn't think about the fact that we have to have small chat mm-hmm. with who knows how many people every day. All day. And I really try so hard not to make the same jokes. But occasionally I do. No, And I my do. assistant is wonderful. She laughs at them, even though she's heard the right. same joke oh, yeah. 20 times. Times that day. 20 times that day, potentially. That's what I got. But, you know, we, I promise you we're trying really hard. No, the to days make I listen to a really good podcast and I get inspired by something, every patient that day is going to hear about it. They all got to hear what I was listening to. <laughs> or like a really cool story mm-hmm. on really there. Cool story. Yeah. Oh, shout out to I, my pastor's sermons. Yeah, Something hits me hard. Love it. They're all getting it taken home to them. Your patients become Every your congregation. Every experience I have. They're going to have it with me. That's the way it's going to go. It's great. And I don't, I don't like people to have to talk back to me all the time. I just like to hear my own self. My own <laughs> <laughs> you have I to. don't need a lot of responses. And I have some patients who do the uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then I have some that they're just like, they look at me silently. And they know <laughs> that there's nothing they can say. And they're not even going to attempt to, to participate in conversation. And that's okay. You guys had no idea that this much thought went into your little small interactions yeah. that you have once or twice yearly Those with your dentist Those 15-minute appointments for you, they, they, we mean it. We they, make it. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of planning that goes into those. Let's talk about the benefits of doing these things, though. I mean, this is not for nothing. Why do you go to the dentist? Why do you go to the gynecologist? Because they are good for you. Yes. You can check mm-hmm. it off your to-do list. Well, yeah, that's good. So that's always a good feeling. It's off the planner. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your teeth feel sparkly and clean afterwards. Yeah, they do. You catch problems before they become major. Yeah. I mean, a cavity turns to a crown, turns to a root canal. Mm -hmm. And trust me when I tell you that a filling is generally much more pleasant than a root canal and a crown. Oh, I've had both. 
Exactly. You're right. Which one would you prefer to oh, do again? Yeah, for sure. Filling. Yeah. Hand it over. And most people mm-hmm. don't realize that that filling turns into a root canal or a crown. So staying away actually ends up creating a lot more anxiety, money, and pain and problems yep. than going and checking in with us regularly. Yep. We also do oral cancer screenings to mm-hmm. make sure that there's no bad stuff going on inside there. My personal way to do it is I like to pull the tongue out, check the sides, which is always fun. And had you been in it recently, you would have experienced this. If you could have seen my look on my face when she does, she grabbed someone's tongue and pulled it out. It's really hard to shock Ah. you, Jenny. And I think I just did it. Yes. Every patient, I ask them, stick your tongue out and I'll pull it out because I have to look at the very back and on the sides. And that's really the only way to do it. And it gives me a chance to look at the soft palate, the throat, and all the oral structures that could possibly have the bad stuff on there. Oh, no. Yes. People may not have realized that you get an oral cancer screening at your dentist. And there's not any many other doctors that pull your tongue out, hopefully. No. There's no tongues in my office. No tongues being involved. Pulled out. But there is great benefit to coming to the gynecologist. We're like the gatekeepers to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. As Laura has um, alluded to many, many, many times in this podcast, uh, you're going to get your breast screening, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people will find problems on the breast by themselves, but a lot of times it is an examination by a a practitioner. We do cervical cancer screenings. Again, we're trying to find things that could turn into cancers before they even get there so that you don't have to deal with any big bad diseases that can be traumatizing to you and your your family. We also give you an outlet to be able to talk about pretty much anything. The gynecologist is a little dabble in your mental health. We're a little dabble in your primary care health. Um, We can screen for most major disorders, including sexually transmitted diseases, and we know you don't want to talk about it, but we're the ones who get to. Right. Um, So use your time. You've booked it. Come on in and, you know, share with us. That is some important stuff right there. I mean, meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we may have that STD talk every once in a while in my place, too, and it is tough. It's hard to bring Mm -hmm. that up with people, but it's important. And if you're not telling your doctor, then who are you telling you know, some random guy on the street. Well, he can't that help you. Would be awkward. <laughs> He's not going to be able to help you the way that we Mm-mm. can. And most women know I have to go to the gynecologist, and they may not have a primary care physician. I, for example, don't have a primary care physician, and but I do have a gynecologist. There you go. And we all have a dentist. So, so sometimes we're both the first yeah. line of defense for yeah. people. Um, I don't know if we're going to actually answer the question today, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, exploring it further i mean i still think dentist is better oh you get a free toothbrush i forgot to mention that. oh that's hard to meet right You're there trying to tip the scale with the toothbrush <laughs> you don't get a free anything you get nothing free at the gynecologist no. um so i don't know i think that's pretty good i wonder what you guys think if you guys think one is better or worse than the other and have a great reason let us know exactly chime in folks mm-hmm I have, I have a fun story I can tell you about that I didn't okay. tell you about, but I alluded to it about the call on the cops the other night. Remember? Um, Yeah, and I totally thought you were just pulling that out of nowhere, but it was no, weirdly no, no. specific. No. It's, <laughs> it's called my Oh My Gourd story um, because blah, 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 had the kids, and they were away from the house, and I was spending the night by myself, right? So then it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not sleeping very well because sometimes I don't. 
and my mind is just sort of rumbling. And then I hear like this enormous clatter that lasted longer than like a moment, but like a three second thing that was loud. And I popped up and I thought, someone is in my basement. Oh my god. I mean, like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And I am paranoid anyway, so every door is locked. Even my bedroom door is locked because I'm home alone and I get scared. Mm-hmm. Despite living yep. in an enormously community. suburban area <laughs> where, like, you know, golf carts on a Friday night at 10 or, like, the big commotion that people are complaining about. <laughs> Anywho, so then I'm like, somebody's in my basement. And I make the conscious choice to scream. It was not because I needed to scream. You screamed in the middle of an empty house? In the middle of the night from my bed. And it was a conscious choice. My conscious said, scream so somebody knows you're there in case there's any confusion and someone's robbing me and they don't know that I'm there. I want to scream so that they know someone's in the house. So I literally just let out this big, scary, like, horror flick, I'm terrified scream because I'd already woken up, realized the noise, thought about this. So I screamed. And then I don't hear anything else. But now it's the middle of the night and that. And I'm not going to sleep thinking there's an intruder in my home. So I call 911 like you should. And, you know, the, it's real. 911 was so professional. I was so excited about it. And so um, they're like, 911, what's your emergency? And I'm like, I'm home alone. And, and my voice is shaky. I'm like literally scared. And I'm like, I'm home alone. And I just heard a very loud noise coming from my basement. And I'm scared someone might be in my house. And so I give them the address. And then she's like, we'll send them out right away. And then she's like are you armed and I was like in my mind thinking I don't even have pants on (laughs) there's not a concealed weapon there's not even a concealed Jenny so I put on pants um verify that there's not any you know arsenal of weapons in my house and it seems like within, like, a hot minute, she's like, the cop is pulling up at your house. It was so fast. And so then I looked out the front window, which is connected to my bedroom, and I see the cop. It's definitely, you know, that car is identified. And so the guy comes out, and he walks around back, and then the, the person on the 911 thing says, there's been another report from your neighborhood. Oh, my God. Turns out... Some kids were throwing pumpkins at people's doors. In your super suburban, like, idyllic neighborhood? Right. So then I'm slightly relieved and slightly relieved that I am not a total paranoid maniac who had, like, a chair fall from her basement and has called 911 now. So then ultimately she says, the cop says you can come to the door now. And so I do. And oh my gourd. All six of my beautiful stacked cords, just like the ones you have at your house, yes, have been smashed to hell and back on my door. Smash pumpkins Smash. in 2018. Like six of them. In a nice so neighborhood. So the assumption, of course, is it's probably teenagers. Sure. And I thought, well played. Too much time on their hands. I thought, well played, teenagers. <laughs> you scared, scared me. Crap out of me. You scared me. You had the story of your life. The scream that was eluded from my bedroom is going to be what they pride themselves in for the next 10 years at least. They'll be telling that story for generations. No, it's what they're doing in the middle of the night. I said, well played. And then I went to my bedroom, locked the door, took off my pants, and didn't sleep the rest of the night. Yeah. (laughs) Had to pop a Xanax to get over that one. Probably should (laughs) have, if I even had it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we 
we've all been those little rascals. I mean, I used to roll houses for no reason. We would go around at Christmas time and stack the little decorative deer on top of each other so that it looked like they were hopping. You know, I used to play pull the snake. Did you ever hear of this or do this? Um, no. Totally dangerous. You've never even heard of this? No. Like, you'd hide in a bush and you'd have a fake snake, as everybody does. And you would put it on, like, fishing line or, or string. And when cars come, you'd pull it from one side of the road to the other. And make it look like a real snake was crossing the road. I mean, you thought so in your head. I but doubt in it. Reality, <laughs> maybe I don't know. But it seems very dangerous now, right? It's like in my little neighborhood now, when like people are going too fast, and that's always like the buzz on the neighborhood websites. Um, like when somebody's going really too fast, like a teenager, I just want to throw a tennis ball at the windshield once, just once, <laughs> just to scare the mess out of them. I just want to do it. And then someone was like, no, because if it's a teenager looking down, they'll probably swerve and then you're in a big stink. And I was like, that's true. I just like to go slow down after they've already passed. The hubba love made fun of me one day because he looked out the window when I was outside playing with the kids and I was giving my big motion signals for someone who was going too fast to do that. And I came in and he was like trying to get people to slow down, honey. Like, why they got Oh, there's kids around here. Uh, Believe it or not, I actually heard the gourd, the gourd story. My gourdy. gourd story? Yeah, a little bit of the gourd story when the kids were in getting their teeth cleaned the other day. Uh, One of the kids, and I want to say it was your middle child, said, someone threw pumpkins at our door, or someone smashed all of our pumpkins. I think it was something to, those, mm-hmm. to that effect. Yeah. And... I got it confirmed by Hub of Love that, indeed, you had a major gourd incident at your home. I did not realize, however, the part about the cops and all of that. Oh, yeah. It That's majorly dramatic. It reminded me of another story. Remember the mic coming in my house story? Have you, do you remember this one from when I didn't live here? No. Um, when Maybe. I was training, and I was working night shifts, and I wasn't there. And um, my oldest was, like, one. Uh-huh. And the hub of love sleeps on the couch. I think of him as like the watchdog for the whole family has for years. It makes me feel safe. I like it. Yes. Anywho, he calls me one day when I'm working and my dog's name is Ava. Everyone will know Ava because she's, you know, a nemesis to my whole life. So the hub of love calls me and he says, and I'll try to use nice language. Thank you. PG. Yeah. Who the blip is Mike? (laughs) And why the blip is he in our house? And I said, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, tell me right now if you know a guy named Mike, go ahead. Like I've got something to hide. And I'm like, I don't know who Mike is. And I'm trying to like slink around where people can't hear me, like trying to talk my husband off of a ledge. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I know you know somebody named Mike. Ava didn't even bark at him. And I was like, I don't know what you were saying. He's been around here before. So in the middle of the night, a random guy burst into the house where Mitch is sleeping like two feet from the door and just comes in. And Mitch pops up and says the sentence, who the blip are you and why the blip are you in my house? And the guy leans down, starts petting Ava and says, I'm Mike. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy starts to like tinker back while petting the dog and then just kind of turns around and leaves and Mitch makes a lunge for the door. Oh my gosh. Locks the door and then calls me to then accost me about how I should know whoever Mike is. 
Um, turns out Mike just is a random guy who lives down the street who enjoyed himself a lot that evening. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and then, then he passes out on the front porch. Your front porch? Yep, mine. And Your while I'm still on the phone with the hub above, um, the cops come to take Mike. Oh. They ask if he wanted him to take them home or if he wanted them to take him to the police department. And my husband, of course, says... The police department. Take him to the police department. <laughs> he has caused me mental distress. <laughs> he needs to be taken away. I don't. We never press charges or anything, but Mike had to somehow get himself out of jail. So this is not the first time the cops have been called cops. to your home. We're in the regulars. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know better. I might be a little concerned. Yeah. It's always interesting in the Winston household. I can't say I have any stories like that. You never had to call the cops to your house? I've never had to call the cops to my house. Oh, you're boring. I know. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Beyond Our Lips. We hope you have been entertained, educated, and inspired.